Welcome to the Coach versus Fan Podcast. Woo! Let's go! That's so American of me, isn't it, Audie? Yeah, you're coming to America for the first time on Friday, and all of a sudden you're, you've already oh, yeah. adopted the, uh, the lingo, a, the culture, the... Exactly, exactly. Just screaming, let's go! And just, wow! Just screaming it out there. <laughs> and, uh, hustle! Hustle! You know, grind! Let's grind! You know? And I've been starting to listen to some country music as well, just to, <laughs> why not? Why not? And uh, really get into it, you know? Nothing, yeah. nothing wrong with a little country. Nothing, nothing wrong. Nothing lo- wrong with a little country. You know that. Um, but yes, uh, that we'll save that for the country podcast. Um, <laughs> but the what? Let's. <laughs> well, we might have a country music focused podcast someday. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we fall in love with it so much. But no, let's get back to the juicy bits. We had an amazing weekend of football. Like I predicted from the like it would this. This year is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be brilliant football. Every week, it's going to be just forget weekends. Just sit at home and watch football. But what are we going to be discussing about today, Odi? To wait until the midweek starts. Yeah, buddy. And it's just forget forget every day except for Monday. Well, actually, <laughs> there's Monday games as well. True. Basically True. every day, right? Every day. You've got a Monday game. You've got Tuesday, Wednesday, Champions League. Thursday, Europa, Europa Conference. Friday, maybe you have an early Premier League game. Saturday, Sunday. That's it. Your week's and, gone, guys. And in a couple of weeks, you know, we're going to be get, getting really upset. <laughs> because it's a bloody international break. What an annoying thing. Like, the, the, just the league's just started. Why are you having an international break? It's really, really annoying, actually. That first one, the first one is like, I think, I think there's no it's fan like, in this world who loves that international break. Not a single one. I, pr- I promise it's you. It's like a, it's just like a tease. It's like okay, you got two weeks of it, you know. Now it's like, and then when people are going to be just that much more addicted when it comes back after. Oh, it, actually, you know, for those listening, won't. On, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm being I'm letting you say your point. Well, and so then just drop a drop a drop an update. Seemed like a good moment to drop an update. Is you know who we won't see until after the international break. Who? Pep Guardiola. Well, he's he got in, banned. He's in. Uh, no, he didn't. No, no, he didn't get banned. Oh, he's uh, breaking news, everybody. He's in. He's in, he's in Barcelona because he had some back problems apparently, and he went for minor surgery on his back in Barcelona, and he will be. He won't be on the touchline for the next two games, and he'll be back after the international Ooh. break. But it's, it was well timed because their next two games are Sheffield away and Fulham at home. Oh, so so that was clearly easy peasy. That was games. clearly. That was clearly. Uh, uh, determined, predetermined, and he wasn't going to miss uh, Newcastle, was he? No, 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 oh no! But uh, he, he suffered. He suffered. So there you go. He suffered for for uh, a few extra days so that he could. Uh, just a last little dig at uh, Pep. It's you know why he had the back problem. Well, 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 I was not digging. I'm, was about, not dig. I'm about to dig him. So you said a last me. little dig, as if from we were, me, from me, from me, from me, from me, from me. All right, go ahead. It's from you know why his back hurts, because he taught from all that diving. He would co- taught all that freaking diving when he was coaching Barcelona, the famous Barcelona, just diving for and everybody was diving. <laughs> and it just caught, caught up in with the training. Him. It just caught up with him. All that diving, dive like this, dive like this. Pedro, I thought it was because he dive. was. I thought because I thought it was because the three tr- trophies were heavy. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's get to our actual points, but um, we'll we'll do a, we'll do a pep uh, deep dive soon. But yes, uh, coach versus fan podcast. I am the fan, Abel, and we have Audie, our coach, the main man, the boss, the big man. <laughs> Anybody, anything else you'd like to write, say about yourself? No, that was that was pretty good. <laughs> okay, so topics we're going to be discussing today is Manchester United is their first two games. This really little rough patch at the beginning of the season is it a blip or is it something more? Oh my god, such a original title! Um, but yeah, we'll be discussing Manchester United. And then we're going to be touching some learnings from the Arsenal versus Crystal Palace Monday night game about, you know, playing with 10 men. That's, that was an interesting game. But, yeah, these are the two key topics we're going to be discussing. And let's jump straight into it. Adi, as a coach, I, what do you think about Manchester United? I'm hoping as a fan, this is as a fan of an opposing team, this is just not more than a blip. But what do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't really, as from a coaching perspective, it doesn't, it's not really, that's not really a question that exists, I don't think, if it's, if it's okay. a blip or if it's something more. Uh, I think, um, first of all, I think the context is important, so you have to take it into context. Um, the, I mean, there's some new things that United are trying to do uh, in the team, uh, like, for example, uh, Mason Mount playing a bit deeper next to Casemiro, um, which he's obviously a brand new signing, and leaving Eriksen out of the the starting eleven. So uh, I think there's a bit of learning that role um, because he wasn't playing so deep for Chelsea or previously in his career. He was playing. Uh, but was that a, was that a good buy? Was that was that was was that a buy that I don't know. He's a good player, but how much do they, they pay for? Sixty. How million. much do they pay for? Sixty million. Is that a buy think, that moved United it, forward? I'm not sure. I think it's a good buy. I think it's a good buy. I think if he, if he if he learns the role that uh, Ten Hag wants him to learn next, because Casemiro, I mean, Casemiro is obviously an, a, a great player. I mean, he's played. I mean, he's won what five Champions Leagues. So obviously, we can't say anything bad about Casemiro, but he's also what thirty-one. So he's not the athlete that probably he used to be. I'm not sure he was ever that really. Well, actually, he probably was a few years ago. He was pretty quite the workhorse as a defensive midfielder. But I think the point of Mason Mount is to is to help him with that workload um, because Casemiro can't take that on all himself. But Mount has to learn that position. So. That takes time, obviously, because he's but, a brand new but, signing. But, but, Ten Hag, but Ten Hag has had over a year at United. Right, but my point is that Mason Mount just joined. So, but, and Mason Mount but has one player can disrupt. Before. One player can disrupt the whole thing. Well, because, well, who's Fred's gone, right? He clearly he doesn't trust McTominay, which I mean, I'm not, I'm not. But a, is, wait a minute, know, mid, his, he rate. has a three man midfield. Because Samira played second half of last 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 year, where they got Champions League. Bruno's already been there, started for a long time. So it's just for putting one one piece. And, and yeah, but I'm specifically talking about yeah, but one piece. I mean, what do you mean? One piece is not a small. Is not small. Two. You're talking about one piece out of three in in midfield, and it's specifically. And not only that, it's not only is he a new piece, but he's a new piece coming in 
and at the same time having to learn a completely new role to what he's played before. So that definitely plays a huge factor. Um, so just just to touch on the evolution of the team of United and the way they want to play and all that. So that definitely comes into play, and I think that definitely um, had a impact on the on the performance on the on the uh, on the result. But um, uh, I don't know. I I just don't. Uh, I I get the signing. I don't get why you start Mason Mount. Is I really don't. When Eriksson, I think, is a much better suited player for that. Not ideal. I know United fans have. But Ericsson is not as dynamic as Mount. Mount has, has can cover a lot more ground. Mm. He's has a, he's a lot more high energy, which is what Casemiro needs to complement him. Ericsson doesn't isn't going to bring that for for Casemiro. So that's that's why I say it. I mean, that's why I think Mason Mount is there, and that's why he's having to learn that role because there's there's no there's not there's not anyone else. Fred's gone. He doesn't trust McTominay. So who else who else is there? But that's to, crazy. To McTominay did such. A, I mean, I don't know. I. I he had such a good end of the season. And I don't know why. It's just interesting. I, I, I and and I, I, oof, I have a very unique opinion about Manchester United fans. To be honest, the majority. I'm not saying all of them. There's no such thing as we don't we don't generalize. But it's it's you know the first two games, Wolves absolutely um, caught them out with their with their tactics. Their um, yeah, I, I, just for the audience, I am a, I am a fan, but I'm a, I'm a fan of football first, and uh, that's how Audie and I love to talk football. That we talk about tactics as well. So I'm not saying I'm a coach, but I got some tiny insy wincy tactical knowledge. Audie, back me up, right? Just tiny. yeah, of course, of course you do. My boy, that's my man. All right, so <laughs> back to the point. But Wolves caught them out. They were with the press. They were targeting. I think all that. fans have all fans have some tactical. I mean, there's people who, if you follow mm-hmm. the game for the for the majority of your life, you have you have a very you have a solid understanding of the feel of the game and of the basic basic base knowledge that the public sort of has and the, that the public receives from whatever analysis and from watching the game and all that and listening religiously to what podcasts or pundits and all that kind of stuff. So. You know, I think uh, most but most fans. I think because me as a coach, I can I know I can articulate any sort of concept. It might be a complicated concept in football or whatever. But I'm I'm uh, I know for a fact that any fan that I any any you know uh, passionate fan mm. uh, would under, will understand it and will I can get the message across very easily. I will disagree, but we're going. We're, let's. We're, uh, just a side note. I disagree. That's because you're not. That's because you're not a good coach. So you can't. You don't. You can't get your message across the way you want. I disagree because uh, I. You know, know what they say: if someone doesn't understand something, it's because you didn't explain it well. There we go. What is it? Anyway, <laughs> we're 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 sidetracking. But back to United. So, first game, first half. I think Wolves were doing such a good job targeting and isolating uh, Juan Bissaka. Who? Side note again. We love side notes in this podcast, but actually weirdly got back into the team. I don't know how. He was sort of slightly exiled last year, but he got back in the team. Good for him. I think he's a good player. But, um, yeah, they were isolating him. and But that was the first half. And the second half, again, nothing. They scraped through a 1-0 win, which, again, big teams, great teams do, right, even when they're not playing well. And then they go to Tottenham. 
where, okay, first half, they were catching Spurs out a little bit, true, uh, with the one move of, and I still don't understand defensively how that's possible, um, but the side uh, wing, uh, balls in the wing on the uh, near the corner flag, pass back, one touch, c- cross in, Bruno, Rashford, timed, uh, Casemiro timed that run well, Tottenham defense three times didn't catch that so um, fair play to United but again okay they didn't maximize their chances and then second half they got run over and I don't know it's it's I wonder and and the problem is you I respect United fans actually even though they're entitled um, fans that's to be nice they I think there's an entitlement with United fans and that's every fan has uh, every fan group has its negatives, but I think I like United fans because they like they understand the long term game because of Ferguson. But I don't know. I think does the board do this? They spent a lot of money with Ten Hag, Onana, Mason Mount. By the way, just a slight fact: Casemiro cost eighty million as a thirty year old or twenty twenty nine thirty year old or something around that mark. The whole of midfield of Tottenham cost less than eighty million. So a lot of money was spent on uh, United. I'm not sure. There's, there's just something feels potentially off with Ten Hag. He's a good coach, but I don't know. Either the lack of leadership, either the lack of experience, like decent. But this is the thing. This is the thing. He ha- he has an amazing season last season. There's nothing but good things to say about him. Then he gets he has the first two games. He's got three points out of six. And all of a sudden, True. you're talking about a I lack mean, of leadership. It, where is that? How are you? Where are you coming from? Because with that? they scraped I mean, through those three points. It wasn't like they dominated the, the wolves and they got three points. Okay, but that's it, not. You can't just get, all of a sudden come to a conclusion that now there's all of a sudden a lack of leadership on the pitch. Not Ten Hag. I, I, I again, to, it's may, maybe to be you, precise. But, oh, you were I don't think about, you were said you mentioned. Sorry, Ten Hag. yeah, yeah. To be precise, I don't think. I think Ten Hag's a good coach and I think he's a good leader. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't put the lack of leadership on the field either. I wouldn't put the the. The inconsistent performance is down to a lack of leadership on the field. Here. But anyway, continue. But uh, so, fair enough. I, I think Varane was never, you know, okay, you can say define leadership, sure. But, okay, Varane, just because he played around, it doesn't make him a leader. Uh, Bruno, honestly, I think, great player, biggest diver in the Premier League, or one of the biggest. How is he the captain? Shameful. Um, never trust anything that guy says. Do, does, yeah, wouldn't trust him. Nothing, nothing. I don't trust that guy. He's a, he's a looks slimy. Anyway, but they lack a striking force, don't they? Don't they? They so wish they paid for Harry Kane. Now they wish. So the so the uh, um, the back to the leadership thing. Casemiro, Varane. Uh, I think I think there's a lot that people don't see in training. Uh, you you see one ninety minutes a week. Uh, whereas they're probably together in a competitive training environment for uh, for a very long time. If you take an analysis and all that kind of stuff, all the hours that they spend at the training ground, there's uh, that's where really you see the character of people uh, and what if who in the team sees them as a leader. Um, so you know, I don't I don't see I don't see how you would say that he's not a he's not a leader uh, on the field. Uh, and I don't know what what happened in the game to to be to be able to. To come to that conclusion, but my I, my thing is this, is mm-hmm. is co- going back t- again to the context. So the the overall the overall looking at United overall, like I said, their evolution as a team. The context being that they brought in a new player who's 
mm-hmm. who's developing into a, a new role in a, in a critical position. So that's that's one. Uh, yes, I agree that they do not have they do not have a natural striker mm-hmm. for sure. Rashford is not a natural a natural striker, and that's definitely something that could very well hurt them this season for sure. Um, so I think that's definitely that's definitely something as well. Uh, if we take the game in isolation, the Tottenham game in isolation. First of all, okay, and I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna I don't want to get into this, but uh, refereeing decisions do not f- roll over to the to to another game. United very well could have had a penalty in the first half. Very well should probably should. Do you have think had that a penalty was a penalty? I I looked into it. Why do you think that was a penalty? Because his arm in an unnatural position. His arm Why is it unnatural? Why I, I literally I was also completely shocked that that was not a penalty. And then looking into uh, re- looking what um, oh, how is I'm it? Say, I want to say McDonald because for you to for you to put your leg forward to try and block you 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 can't you can't put your hands behind your back and then try extend your foot. It's it's you have to use your hands to project yourself. So that's how that's why the hands are in a natural uh, are in a natural place because in a way when you it's a silhouette your foot, silhouette. Right. Silhouette in an un- in an unnatural position, specifically o- over your shoulder. There's, I mean, if that's not if that's an unnatural position, where does his arm have to be? It's stretched out, extended, full extension. But with this right here, uh, if he's when he's pulling, putting his hand over but, his shoulder. But, okay, but then what? So what? Wait. So you expect him to have his high, hands behind his back? I don't understand. How how do you do a silhouette then? How do how do you do that? Either, thing bu- either behind your, your back, being, either behind your, your back, or to your. Either how? behind your back or, or to your natural? side. How's that natural? Sorry, we're talking about natural. How's that a natural thing to defend? But we're with your talking hands about your natural. Back? But you're, but when they when the when the, the law says natural position, it's not talking yeah. about a natural position in in uh, in the action that he's trying to make. He's talking yeah. about they're talking also, about natural no, position. No, 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 no. It also refers to that. That's the reason why it wasn't given because it, they, the projection of the foot, the to balance yourself. When you do that, the hands have to go out. It's natural that you have to balance yourself with your with your arms. So that's why it wasn't given, actually. So it does count in the movement. Where did who said that? It's um, McDerm- I think McDermott, if I'm not mistaken, on one of the TV channels, and then I watched I think the Premier League show or something of the Premier League, and and they were. Well, I'd be uh, curious to know where that where that that information came from exactly because uh, I don't I don't see how, I don't see that as a as a as a natural position. So in my opinion. That that should be a penalty, but whatever. It's not. It wasn't given. Okay, so whatever. But okay. okay just so, a, can I do a plug? Can I do a quick plug? Go go look, go uh, go listen to our previous podcast. Scroll towards the end uh, where we talk about VAR because this is exactly again where we talk about VAR. We have no idea why. We have no idea yeah. why that decision was made. Yeah. And it's that's yeah. just annoying. Yeah. Like, just tell us why that decision was made. It's okay. Like. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not okay. But it's okay if you thought that way. At least we understand why you thought about it. It's just, and then anyway, it makes for good content. <laughs> so yeah, agree, agree, agree. So again, so it's the context of the game, that game in isolation. So okay, fine. First half was was quite even. I'd say I think United maybe played the better football, maybe, but the chances were quite even. I'd say in the first mm. half. Um, then in the second half. I would tip it half. even to United. I would tip it even to United with those headers. Yeah, I maybe United slightly bit. Slightly, those headers slightly better really, in the, in yeah. the. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So uh, then in the second half, I mean, it's. I think it's easy to look at it and say that they just got run over. I think uh, again, you have to look at the way the game unfolded. Spurs get an get an very a very early goal, right? First five minutes mm. of the of the second half. 
Yeah, well, somewhere there, yeah. Okay, so that's, uh, the, I mean, momentum in football is huge. So that the momentum for Spurs skyrockets after that, right? You're at your home ground, right, against United. First game United. of the season, yeah. First, first, game, first home game of the season, new manager, Kane's gone, all that, right? All of that is a, is a new, let's say, new era, whatever, for Tottenham. Yeah. So, so that, that plays a role. So uh, the, fa- the early goal gives United, it gives Tottenham uh, an advantage in the sense of, of momentum and to be able to go and, and, and dominate the next however many minutes after that. Um, so, so, the, so the first goal, the, early, the very early goal. And if you take the goal, well, uh, and I put, I, I put this on Martinez because he, he, he was directly involved with two goals, with both of the goals. And the first goal, for example, was a cross where he mishit it and he didn't clear it properly. And it falls to the second post, and um, who's it? Sar was was making a run to the second post, and he, and mm-hmm. it's a and it's a and it's a simple finish for him. So you're talking yeah. about one step off from Martinez, or his, or you know his 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 footing. He's one. He's a split second too late, less than a second too late. He's uh, and his footing's off, and he's not able to clear the ball correctly, and that ends in a, in an early goal. And then f- the event, the event, the effect that that event has is huge momentum surge for for Spurs, right? And then the second goal, the second goal, again, Martinez, um, again, arguably a step too late. The ball's going out of bounds, uh, and, and, he's, and he, again, tries to clear it. He doesn't have his footing, and he mishits it, and, he, and, it goes, and it's an own goal. So, you know, again, context, and, and, every, and, it is, and it's all small margins. So, uh, yeah, it is, you know, but and, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think, the, again, I, 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 it's hard to explain because it's, it is sort of, this argument is sort of trying to find the needle in the haystack a little bit with it in terms of the, the point in, or the, of the argument. But it's a, you, you're right about the young players, uh, the new players, Mason, Onana, we haven't even talked about huge position change after they have how many years to bring in a good goalkeeper. But to, that means you need to gel with the defense. I don't know. I, I, I think, uh, and maybe Ten Hag's style, style of play, yeah, maybe it was a bit too ambitious to bring in, like, Mount and play in a position he's not used to. But uh, let's, pre- let's, pre- let's make it one sentence answer. Blip or not? Or blip or not? I already told you that's not a question for me. <laughs> that's the first thing I said when you asked me the question. Guys, <laughs> forever in this podcast, I'm going to try and catch Audi out. With either with a prediction, answering a question that he says isn't a, isn't a question. It is my life's purpose. It is my life's <laughs> purpose to do this. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Last. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, oh, and a, a, a stat. It's a stat. Stat. Stat time. And so, one thing that was apparent was was. Uh, Spurs specifically, I remember Basuma on a number of occasions. Um, uh, I forget who else who else it was, but on a number of occasions, uh, Spurs midfielders were able to dribble past, dribble and dribble through United's midfield quite easily uh, on a number of occasions. And uh, I have a stat here, so. For midfielders in the Premier League this season who have been okay. dribbled past, uh, Casemiro six, 
Okay. And 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 he's I think as a as when it comes to defensive midfielders, uh, he's he's the he's been dribble past the most. So six, which goes back to my my point about evolution of the team and the role that Casemiro has and the responsibility that he has. Conor Gallagher three. So Casemiro six. Conor Gallagher three. Alex McAllister three. Ivis Basuma two. Rodri one. Declan Rice one. And then you have two more midfielders who are not necessarily. Defensive number sixes, let's say, uh, defensive midfielders. But Bruno Fernandez seven, right, and Mason Mount four. So, and again, okay, Mount he's new. He's new to that role. Let's say let's not call him a defensive midfielder yet. But he that's the. But yeah, you know, he's, and he maybe it's not a defensive midfielder. He's more of a box to box or number eight I, sort of thing. But he's definitely has a much larger responsibility and role to play he will uh, i think he'll come to good i like him as well but ifs a lot of ifs a lot of ifs but this is uh you know this is this is this is what you fans do you know two games in all of a sudden you're uh (laughs) hey man you're you got it you've got a crystal ball in front of you all of a sudden and now there's all kinds of uh i will tell you why because we are treated like customers and as a customer i want what i pay for right oh dun 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 we're going to create a, do- a dollar jar for every time one of our phone rings. So, Adi. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's Eric Tenhag. He's telling me, get this guy off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, sure, it's not a job offer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's assistant manager to Tenhag. <laughs> yes, yeah, so right. as a pundit. As a pundit. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. This is becoming a... Uh, this is Tenhag is really pushy right now, huh? But um, no, that one was Sky Sports. It won't use a, a pundit. <laughs> All right, let's move to the one I wanted to. I, I'm more excited to discuss Arsenal Crystal Palace. We're not. We won't be technically discussing what we did, the the either of the teams per se, but more about actually the concept of when you're a man down. You know, how? Yeah, and 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 no one. Sorry. When a team is that is winning goes a man down, how can they maintain that? What can the other team do to break them down? Because as a Tottenham fan, I was dying. I was like, yes, this is brilliant. Come on, Crystal Palace. Get one back. Let's go. No. So, yeah. Um, the, what do you think of how Arsenal kept that clean sheet? Um, well, first of all, Throw it and start off with another little stat. Stat time. Uh, Arsenal, when scoring first in the Premier League since January 2022. Okay. So year that's a uh, year, yeah, year and a half. Which it, when did when did Arteta join? Four years ago now. Has it been? F- no. Yeah, dude. He's been there a long it time. It has not been. Four he years. has been there. All right. You you keep going with your stat. I'm going to find out right now. Um, okay, the stat is when scoring first in the Premier League from since January 2022, they've played 36 games. They've they have 32 wins. Okay. Four draws and zero losses. Four draws so, and zero losses. Zero, zero losses. 32 32 wins, four draws. So don't let Arsenal score first against you. Okay, in the Premier League. And I was right. Uh, 2019. N- not necessarily. Since that? 2019. 
2019. Four years. When did, he joined summer of 2019? Uh-huh. Yes, he did. Okay. So four years. I mean, he's been there a while. Three, three, like three years. Three years. He, he's, he just started 2019, his fourth 2020, season. 2020. Yeah, four years. That's what we're saying the same thing. All right. So. No, he's so been there I, three years. He's just started his fourth year. He has not been there four years. Okay. Right? Fine. Just, no, no, I want to. It's not. It's not fine. I want to confirm the fact. Has he been there for three seasons or four seasons? That's what I want to know. If we're talking about seasons, yes. If we're talking about years, four. Okay, so he's been there for th- for three for three seasons. Three seasons is fourth season. Yes. But okay. I was talking calendar years. Anyway, the point is, before we get too petty. Uh, <laughs> Football doesn't work in calendar years. It works in season. Precise. This is what this guy is precise. Anyway, yeah, I mean, the point listen. is, listen. The point is, did Arsenal? Well, I don't. Of course, they did a good job. They kept the clean sheet, right? But how did they keep that? I mean, I, the, I, they kept whacking the ball away. I mean, was it just how to say? Was it just uh, mental, just like mental focus, like mental focus? You know, I mean, or was it just Crystal Palace was? Terrible and crap. Uh, I think definitely. Well, first of all, uh, Arsenal no doubt prepared for these situations. There's there's definitely a set of rules, principles that the team for the team how to adapt when when they face any situation, right? Of course, including when they go down to ten men. Do they go down to ten men when they're up in the score? Do they go down to ten men when they're down? Do they go down to ten when when it's a draw? Is it early in the game? Is it late in the game? Who the opponent? Who is the opponent? All these, all these are factors. I think you're on mute. Oh, thank you. About all that. of these. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna ask. So every game you prepare, you prepare like every, a coach would come with like contingency plans, like already knowing for every game, or do you have like a sort of a, a general? No, I'm saying you have general rules and not general, but you have specific rules and principles for your team. Mm-hmm. That's a part of your identity as your team and the way that you play. When we are down with ten men, what uh, what do we do? And and are we up in the score when we go down? If we if we're up in the score, this is scenario one. If we're down in the score when we go with ten men, is it scenario two? Okay, are we up and it's early in the game? Are we up and it's late in the game? Yeah, that. So I they would. don't. I I always thought again, very interesting. I always and then who the they, and then who the who the opponent is. If it's a lower a lower team, then they're gonna they're gonna maybe adapt differently to where if they're playing Man City with ten men. I always thought that they adapt maybe when it happens. But so this is my point. So they always. I mean, of course, there's some adaptation when it happens. But I thought they just sort of make up the tactic when you go down to ten men on the spot. But you're saying so. There's this idea. Okay, well, if we go down to ten men, what you're saying? They, you, you're saying you think they just wing it when they go down to ten men? Like, oh, this is what should we do? Well, because well, not wing it. Wing it is an exaggeration. I don't wing. It's not winging it, but it's more because, as you say, every opponent is different. Every game is different. Every situation does it is it go is it early? Is it late? But of course, in a way, I'm answering my own. Well, yeah, it makes sense to scenarios but I just never thought about it I just thought they take it the reality at that moment and they go okay this is the 80th minute uh, we have three substitutions left so that demands a completely different different uh, way of approaching when you're down if you go down to 10 men right versus if you're in the 80th minute then you have no substitutions left right so this is my point right so, but the principles the principles are going to remain mm-hmm. the same so w- w- 
what are some pl- so for, principles? So for example, so for example, if we don't, t- I mean, we'll talk. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about the substitutions they made as well. But if we just take out the substitutions, at least what I noticed, and this is probably, I would imagine, quite common amongst most teams, uh, is okay. Obviously, you you you're in a lower block. Obviously, right? You're not. Uh, you're not so. You're not so determined to go and. Mm-hmm. Uh, press out of the field or your yeah. line of confrontation let's say is is a lot lower than what it would be if you were playing 11 v 11 yeah uh and again going specific to arsenal and they went down what i think it was minute 68 as soon as the 68 mark rolled past that's when the ball went back in play yeah and so it was about 30 minutes or so right so because there was like seven minutes at a time so call it 30 minutes. So knowing that you're going to have to... You're and he did the changes really late. That's so interesting. Arteta did the changes so late. He did like three or two or three substitutions like after 85. Well, minutes. he did one quite early. He did one quite early. He did one He did yeah, one about, I think, maybe six or seven, seven uh, minutes into yeah. getting the red card. He took off Martinelli and he brought on Gabriel. G- Gabriel. 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 Um, <laughs> he's, he's Brazilian. Gabriel, that know. sounds more Italian. I don't know, Gabriel. Gabriel. I don't know. That sounds Russian. Anyway, go ahead. So, so, but yes, back to the point. There's definitely principles that they know because when it happens again, football is is. is so what is no it? Low block. So low block would be a number one, one of the first ones. Like cut the. So obviously you're gonna you're gonna be forced into a lower block. Because, I mean, if the team is if the team you're playing against, in which I I, mean, I would imagine almost every team in the Premier League is gonna put you in this situation where you're going to be forced into a lower block for right. sure. Um, and what Arsenal definitely did was push them wide. So mm-hmm. when when Martinelli came off, Gabriel came on, they were almost like a. Well, before that happened, they were almost forced into like a back six. They had their, they had their, they had their four, and then they had Saka and Martinelli were also just part of the part of the defensive line, right? Uh, and they almost became like fullbacks defensively because they were basically penned in immediately by Crystal Palace. Which Crystal Palace, to be fair, they did they did well to 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 dominate the game pretty much with 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 Arsenal because it would be if they didn't and Arsenal would still be able to play, then you'd be questioning Crystal Palace. On that, and say you couldn't even, you know, create chances, or you couldn't even dominate the game when they were with ten men. Roy Hodgson, baby, that guy, Woo. he's great. I love. It. What is that? He's like eighty years old, a hundred, hundred twenty. I love that guy. So good. It's great. So then that should be then, you in seventy years, Eddie. Still, still coaching at a hundred <laughs> something, shouting from your from your little whatever wheelchair. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, right. So then in midfield, Enketia uh, was still on and, and Havertz. So um, there was so, so after the substitution, Saka went to left back, and then you had Gabriel. There was basically five in the back. So you had uh, Saka as a left back. You had three central backs and Gabriel on the left. Timber moved in the middle. White on the right, and then Partey was a was it was playing as a right back at first, uh, and this I don't know if I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if that was if that's a plan like this is if these players are on the field I would imagine that it is if these are the players that are on the field then we have to put Partey at right back as a, as our first substitution because you also you're also not going to 
you're not going to make it, all you're your not going to do a do double sacrificial you're not going to do a double sacrificial you get somebody who can do a half decent job somewhere right party is a great defensive player well and you're going to yeah and and you're gradually going to make your substitutions you're not going to yes, go and make exactly and i think i think those one. last three before we touch upon Pass, i think the last three were just really gave that energy boost because actually for when zacheco came on i i um uh, Q, Q4, like their center back, and I think maybe even somebody else. Uh, when they came in, they were uh, they suddenly like had a lot more energy. So I think that was uh, as much as I don't like Arteta, Lego head uh, manager. Lego head. I mean, he has a square head. Dude. The dude has a square freaking head. This is and like not. I mean, Legos aren't square, but like they're blocky, right? Like he has a block of a head. But anyway, but. To just yeah. to, you have to you have to talk about also Crystal Palace because here I was just so frustrated because you're absolutely right Arsenal were forcing them out wide and it it just shows unfortunately that even when you're one man up if you just don't have the quality of because especially to penetrate a low block like like Crystal Palace only really had Eze. They in that game they missed Zaha. I think they were Zaha would have been brilliant in that game um, because he could take one do take on players one on one. But Eze was the only one who could do try and do anything. And they were doing some crosses here and there. But it just shows that when you're a, a team who just doesn't have that creative mid dynamite players, uh, maestros, let's say, it's just always going to be. Out to the side and crossing. I we've seen it and and uh, it was just tragic to watch. They just yeah couldn't do it. But it is what it is. I think Arsenal, as much as I hate saying it, they are they they held well. Um, yeah, but that's super yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think for Palace, I mean, it depends obviously on the players that you have and what they can do. But obviously, if a team does respond like. Arsenal did, and they and they do come into a lower block, and they are they are denying anything through the middle, and their goal is to push you out wide and force crosses into the box. Yeah. Because as well, after the second substitution, when Jorginho came on for Enketia, um yes, Jorginho, well, and, that was it, that was it. Jorginho was the third one. Yeah, Jorginho came on for Enketia, and um, uh, and Havertz sort of went went up top. So it was it was Rice, Jorginho, and Odegaard. In midfield as a three, I think, and and um, Havertz in front of them. But then th- the third substitution when Zinchenko and was it Kior 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 what's his name Kior Kior he's Polish I think Kior four Kior yeah sorry. right they came on both sorry, both at the both as a both in the defensive line and remained as a back five and so you had how do you say his name. Key for I actually don't Key know. For I'm just saying something. Right. Apologies <laughs> if we're saying it wrong. Uh, but Key we had him, Gabriel, Timber, Ben White, uh, all defending in the box, right? Specifically ready to defend crosses. So they, you now have those players who are able to deal with crosses. Um, so pushing, it sort of, it sort of complemented their way of playing. So they push, they push Crystal Palace out wide, knowing to force crosses. And when they, when it's out wide, they did try to, I think, deny the crosses, obviously. But uh, I think Palace had some success, especially from the left side. I think. Um, but yeah, so 
you know, from from because Palace. of Ezzy, because of Ezzy was just there on the left side. Actually, that was something yeah, else. Ezzy I, I, should have been much more like he's just been running, moving across that, just that outside the box and trying to create. That I don't know why Roy Hodgson didn't then just he just stayed. He was so static on the left, that, but nobody else could create anything. So he should have been like completely like Tetrick. Yeah, and uh, he could have he could have he could have potentially had a penalty when he dribbled through. Ooh, dribbled in between, question: um, Was that a penalty? I I'm not gonna lie. I turned the game on as that replay was happening. So and then I watched the high, extended highlights, and so I did wish more, a lot of the game. But yeah, what, what um, was that a penalty? It's a tough one. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure, but I I give the benefit of the doubt to Eze because he did dribble both past both of them. And he, because and he he's a nice guy, he basically <laughs> skin, he basically skin, he basically skinned both of them and. Uh, and went, and then so at that point, if there's any contact, you know he's about to skip past both of you. If you make any contact with them, he technically has a right to go down. So, yeah, yeah. I would lean that towards being towards being a penalty, personally. Um, the only the only argument is, which I don't know. Again, I don't even know if referees take this into consideration. But the if if because he takes a he takes his touch in between them, and he's he takes his first step to go past them. But then, then you may make the argument that he was, he wasn't going to be able to get to the ball because there was already a, the next Arsenal defender yeah. there and and or had already cleared the ball, sort of thing. So he was, it was, it was sort of irrelevant. But, but I don't. But I personally don't think that should be that should be a factor. I think it should be if there's if it's a foul and it's a and it's a. Uh, in situations like we that, we keep going back, right. man. This season, dude. I think ugh, because if season. that if that's the logic, if that's the logic, and you're going to say that there was no, then it happened. Oh, the ball's already gone, or you know, he was never going to yeah. get there, sort of thing. Then, then that's when people would make the same argument for Anana. Yeah, because he came, the ball was cleared, and then he came and he and he, then he slammed into him, which is yeah. not the which is obviously a penalty. So I don't think that should be a factor to take into consideration. You know, so we're going to have to. You know we're gonna have to be work very hard this season not to talk about VAR every single podcast. This is this is two weeks in, two game weeks in, and 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 it just can't stop coming up. It's fine. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody. Want, I'm sure people love it. VAR. God damn it. Just but okay. Scream. But okay. So just to just to just to finish on that. So hmm. yeah. So it ended. It ended up with. It ended up with um, Ben White as a, as a, on the right. Yeah. Um, Timber, Gabriel, and Kifor in the middle. <laughs> Zinchenko on, on, on the left. Declan Rice, Partey, and Odegaard in the middle with Havertz, Havertz in front of them. And yes, pushed yeah. them out wide, and they weren't able to really get anything from crosses, maybe once or twice, which some maybe some bad clearances for Arsenal, that, and they try and capitalize on it. That's, you know, that's where it was going to come from, or some individual brilliance, a.k.a. Eze or or you know um, IU or some or one of those guys or a shot from distance right one of some something like that that's what it seemed like their goal was going to come from and yeah oh Eze I'm sad I'm sad. okay I'm sad because I I really did think Crystal Palace were going to do it but fair play Arsenal it's a long season I hope then I just have a couple of stats just to just on the Stat on the how the how the how the red card uh, came about, and the whole and the whole record straight. So first of all, I f- I do I do feel a bit for Tamiyasu because 
It was quite. It was Screw quite him. Unfor- Good. Unfortunately, for, unfortunately, Good. Um, because so I'll, t- I'll 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 say why. So first the the ref tells Partey. So about f- about twenty seconds before the the first yellow, right for the throw in that he got. Uh, for the wasting for time wasting on the throw in, but about fifteen twenty seconds before that, the ball went out for an Arsenal goal kick, and that's where they got the goal. That's where they got the throw in from was from the goal kick. So the ball goes out for a goal kick. Partey's taking his time, and the ref tells him no more time wasting. The ref sort of gives him a warning. So then, that that's like by their by the by Arsenal's the right side, Arsenal's right side by the corner. So it's and then the the. The throw-in happened on the in the in the in Arsenal's attacking half, all the way on the left. So it was quite far away. So maybe you know, I'm not sure Tomiyasu even knew the ref said that to them, or maybe he did. But anyway, so the ref tells Partey no more time wasting. And then the ball goes out of bounds from the goal kick. Right? Then Havertz Go, goal kick. So so the Palace, I guess someone someone from Palace headed it or something, and it came off of him and it went out for a goal kick for a, for a throw-in. Yeah, it was well. It was Martinelli picks up the ball up, tosses it to Havertz, then Havertz, fifteen seconds. Havertz, Havertz is, is waiting to see. You know, he's acting like he's going to take a throw in. He doesn't. He goes. He pa- passes it off to to, to Tomiyasu. Tomiyasu holds on to the ball for eight point seven seconds, and then and then he gives me yellow. But, but here's but, the thing. But here's the thing. From the bo- from the time the moment the ball went out for a throw in to when it came back into play. It was twenty three point five seconds. Tomiyasu had the ball for eight point seven of those seconds. So, right? so the, a third, so a third. There was a third of the time, a third of that. I mean, a, a more than a, a little more than a third, but approximately a third. He he had the ball for in his hands. Okay, um, but was that a, av- so, Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, for, go ahead. The average time to take a throw in in this match was nineteen seconds, with six d- incidents. Taking longer than Tomiyasu's yellow card, <laughs> but could it could it be that because it, it, it when you put it like that it sounds harsh? I, I know it's could he just did the referee thing like okay I, it's going like one it went from you know I've told no more wasting time and went from three three different players went and got the ball when yes so I'm and I, and to make it clear I'm not knocking the ref either for for the tech I'm not knocking for the ref for the decision. And I'll and I'll and I'll and I'll say why, but yes, go ahead. To, no, it's, it's just touch on I, what you're this saying. Is my, this is say, it might be the same thing, or it might be along the same lines. Because I think it was sort of like a group, like it was a combination of a, the group action, right? Martinelli goes, why are you picking up the ball if you're not going to take a throw? In Havers goes, spends 15 seconds on it, decides not to take a throw, and then goes. So Tomias is just the the tragic character, if you want to be really uh, dramatic about it, of this whole sequence because he just got the short end of the stick and 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 rightly so to be honest because why why you shouldn't be going for the ball his teammates should not be going for the ball right i guess that's sort of the i don't know if there's a law actually good good question but you shouldn't like you're just playing playing about right there right you know you're for do, what i don't know like there's, there's no way to dictate who takes a throw in right like no in terms of if i go to the ball I should take the throw. There's no such thing, right? 
there's no law that says I can't change it. Uh, no, tape. and I don't think there should. I don't think there. I'm should not saying there should be. I'm not saying there should be. I think you should be able to. Because yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Sometimes you need to get it. The right back, whatever. Yes, or the fullback sometimes comes up and takes it. I'm not saying there should be there, but it just just felt like silly. Like three different players. And I think the referee just went, "All right, this is this is a joke." Yeah, so. no, no. So that and that's why I, that's why I don't knock the referee. And this is why you know I just threw that all that those stats. You see, out, that this is also. But this is also why this is also why people who just read the stats and just go by the numbers sort of thing and they make and they think it should be oh see based on that it should this should be the decision and this should that's be that's exactly is, about to is say. complete BS because yes there's a there's something about called the feel for the game right and the context yes. of the situation the context of the game and the re- that's why the referee is the one on the field he's on the field to make to make a decision because he under he knows exactly what's happening in the context of it all. So yes, exactly. he 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 gave a warning to them 15 seconds later they take 24 seconds to to take a throw in. And yes, it's it's Tamiyasu's the one the last one to have the ball in his hands. So yeah, he's he's the one who's going to receive the yellow card. So yeah, the yellow card the I'm just saying the overall sending off of him uh is on, is I I I just say I feel for him because that whole thing, you know, he's just trying to just he's trying to take a throw in, and he's t- and he's and he doesn't have an option to throw to throw it to someone, so he's naturally taking more time than he wants to, uh, yeah. and he gets the yellow. Okay, uh, and then and it, and it was his teammate Partey who had received the warning a warning on the other side of the field twenty seconds before that. Maybe maybe Tomiyasu should be should be aware of that and have that. In pay, his attention. Head and take, pay attention. Pay attention, mofo. Yeah, maybe. Then the second yellow was. Was, it was a yellow. you know so the sen- the sending off yeah 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 it was it was a yellow it was bad it was bad defending that's namely why for me because yeah. he was on the other, on the wrong side of I think it was Ayu and he and he and he just gave him a little pull so that and that's a yellow and that's a yellow so you know but neither of them are like you know like harsh tackles or like malicious no. or anything like that they're just like they're just they're like the softest yellows that you could possibly receive but and he yellows, received two of them but yellows that's re- a that's a, that's the interesting thing that they were soft yellows but. Just over the line, and rightly so, yellows. Right? Like that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, yeah, yellows. But like so, I said, so, that's why I. Yeah. That's why I. 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 I feel for him. I feel for him. I mean, you know, screw now him. And now he's screw now he's got to sit him. out. Sit out the next game. All right, guys. Good. Just so you know, this is a, this is a Spurs fan saying screw him. Okay. Get out of so there. He, we have a bit of a. Um, uh, a bit There's of no passion, bias here. Anyways. There's no bias. Absolutely no bias. But anyway, ten men. It's gonna, we're going we're gonna to have a bunch of red cards throughout the season. It'll be interesting to see. If that was City, if Crystal Palace, uh, if, if City was in Crystal Palace's place, they would have destroyed Arsenal, for instance, right? Quality. But yeah, Arsenal. I would, I would expect them to, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, Manchester United, we'll see what happens, right? Ten men, we're going to see what happens. We'll see what other games when red cards come out. Was that the first red card of this game week in the Premier League? No, I don't think so. Uh, no, interesting. We should have uh, looked that up. All I right, I don't, I don't think so. I think there was some more. All right. Well, Clo- yeah. Closing remarks. Yeah, very, very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Coach for Hispan podcast. Be sure all to subscribe right. on YouTube, whoop, whoop. Spotify, Spotify Apple. as well. Apple soon. Yeah. Be on the lookout for maybe some uh, live Twitch streams. Maybe. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Teaser. Bell, anything no else? No teaser. Final stat, uh, final stat maybe? No. An answer. Oh, stat time. Oh. No, I'm, I'm uh, asking you if you have a final stat. You know. Well, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't actually. Sorry, guys. But do no, answer our fine. question on Spotify. We're going to ask, uh, 
yeah, we're going to use this little Spotify tool where you can ask the audience questions. And uh, we're not going to answer little little inchy peachy questions like, did you like this podcast? Would you listen to this podcast again? We're going to ask you things like, is Tommy Yasu a crap defender? Is Mikel Arteta a Lego-headed manager? That's the type of questions you're going to get. All right, we're going to have a, a someone, a non-football fan, come up with these questions who's no. not biased towards uh, against, no. to, for or against any club. Right. Thank you, you guys. Okay, enjoy your footy and see you Thank next you. Time.